Hello and welcome to PlayStation Unchained. Uh, I want to make an apology for last week. There were some audio issues with the file. I tried to change to a different software to try and get rid of, make it easier for me to edit, but it actually made it harder to edit. So, um, and then there was a problem with Podbean with logging in. It wouldn't let me log in without doing certain things, so I had to contact my work administrator. And yeah, it took a couple of days before we could actually upload the podcast. So I'm very sorry for the delay from last week, but it is live. And I hope you did enjoy it, and well, we've got more stuff today to talk about, because we're stuck indoors. But really, is that any different for me? I'm always indoors. But anyway, we've got some guests. We've got Gary. Hey, Gary. <laughs> we've got some guests. Thanks for the enthusiasm, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here I am. <laughs> we've got some guests. How Thanks you doing, man? Me. I'm alright, man. Just getting through the day, I guess. Or days. Yeah. Waiting for this shit to finally subside. Well, it's supposedly going to be till least June, so we've got a while. Well, when summer kicks in, it'll definitely help out a lot. You say that. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I, I said when it all started, it probably won't last for another three months. I don't know. Nowadays, I don't know with who we have in charge of all this. I don't know. I wouldn't even say the people in charge. I hate to say, it, but there's so many idiots as well. So at yeah. some point where you can't blame the people in charge, you got to blame the actual people. Uh, anyway, Alfonso, how are you? Hello, hello. I'm McKay, hanging in there. This is actually day eight since I've been inside. I haven't been outside since last Saturday. Ah, because there's no reason to be outside. I I kind of like stock up just in general, so I have every I have enough to last the beginning of May. So I'll be all right. It's just with this whole lockdown, it's just hard to see Shannon and you know yeah. other people and stuff like that. But hanging in there. And we've got our special guest Ed on today. Hey Ed. Hey, what's up? How are you? I'm not too bad. How about you? It's been a while. Been yeah, it's been a long while. Uh, I'm good. Thanks for having me on again. Excited to chat with you guys. What you been up to? Have you been playing much? Yeah, man. I'm stuck in um, the Call of Duty Warzone right now. Oh, I've been nice. Obsessed. I've been playing it on <laughs> PC. It's been a fun game. Yeah, same here. Um, I do solos a few times, and I have a squad that we join together and go kill. Um, they've done a really good job with it. It's yeah. so polished. Um, I don't know if you ever got a chance to play the Battlefield Five. No, I never uh, played Battle that. Royale. Yeah, no, it's it's crap. So this is like a huge uh, <laughs> difference for me because I really like the Battlefield one, but they didn't really care to update it, or it's yeah. to my knowledge still broken. I'll be honest, I still play Fortnite occasionally. So nice. I gave that a try a few times, and I just I couldn't get into it. And as much as I love Titanfall two, I tried Apex Legends. It was good. It was different from Titanfall two, so I didn't like it. T- t- Apex Legends started good for me, and then when they released like the paid stuff especially the battle pass it it wasn't worth the quality worth the price with yeah, fortnite yeah. i only jump in for like event like right now they've got a deadpool event where you unlock deadpool so, oh cool yeah so i'm jumping into fortnite for that but i don't actually play. once i've done the challenge for the week i don't like stop playing it's just a skin though right it's not any kind of uh it'll be a character, character attribute. probably i know but you don't have like any perks from being that character right as no there'll be no perks just having yeah. like, skins okay yeah cool so yeah call of duties yeah so, I guess we should talk about the big news for the week because pretty much everything else is on lockdown right now. And if you're not in lockdown, please stay indoors. Please stay safe. Just yeah. Also, call your lo- call your family as well. I called my granddad today to make sure he's doing okay because I know him. He- he's probably going to be sneaking out to the pub nearby. You know? uh, but there was a, a, a first of all for all those people that were confused about the event and how they didn't show video games and stuff. There was a PS5 reveal recently. Um, now, I can see a lot of people giving feedback on how it was an incredibly boring event and how 
Mark Cerny was an incredibly dry presenter. But Mark Cerny did market it wrong in a way because the whole event was designed for developers. And really, developers don't need to see what the games look like because they're going to be making them themselves. They just need to know what they're working on. So, if you went in there thinking, oh my god, I'm going to learn all the things about the PS5, that's not... It, you, you went in for the wrong reason. But it, that's also saying well, his own fault. I, I won't say that, but I, I would say that they went in trying to learn about the PS5 and they yeah. learned about the PS5. <laughs> yeah, but I saw a lot of feedback of people saying, oh, it was so boring. There was no video games. Oh, yeah. Well, like you said, it was designed originally yeah. for the Game Developers Conference. Since that got cancelled, they yeah. ended up doing it anyway. Obviously, him by himself with no audience. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was a deep shadow. dive. When, when you say deep dive, you should yeah. expect this is what you're going to get. They're going to go into very intricate things that most people will not even come close to understanding. So, yeah, we learned quite a lot of things. So I'm going to go over the spec sheet right now, which is for the PS5. Uh, we learned it has a 8 times Zen 2 cores at 3.5 GHz with a variable frequency, which means it can lower and go higher depending on what it needs. Uh, basically a boost mode that's used on PC. Uh, the GPU is at 10.28, uh, 2.8 teraflops at 36 cores. Well, 36 CUs at 2.23 GHz again with variable frequency, so basically boost mode. 16 GB of RAM at 256-bit GDDR6. I'm not going to go into all of it, but yeah, there's a... Uh, 825GB SSD, which is the biggest point in this, all of this, in my opinion. Um, and now, I don't know what you know, guys think about those, but what... Gary, Gary, what are you impressed by these specs at all? Uh, I really don't quite understand them. Uh, I just obviously know when you compare them to the last gen, yeah. that they're obviously infinitely higher or bigger and better. Yeah. Uh, Remember, PS4 but... was around 1.5, I think, teraflops? Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the big thing everybody's talking about is yeah. teraflops. I don't know what the hell it is. Ed knows what it is. Yeah. He'll explain it to us. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Um, I I kind of want to go into that, but if yeah, sure. I want to yeah. ask you guys first, like what questions do you have specifically that we can possibly address before I go into other details that you may find even more boring? <laughs> well, let's ask Alfonso what he thinks first before we switch over to that. Okay. In terms of this, in terms of what you just mentioned, I yeah. I'm not. Not confused. A little disappointed that they have a smaller S than Xbox, with Xbox having one terabyte. That bothers. But then again, they mentioned that you're able to <clears throat> upgrade your SSD in time, but it has to be a specific one from Sony. And it's like which is concerning. Yeah. Yes, it's concerning. Well, you got to remember. Like, no, it's not going to be a specific one from Sony. It's got to be. A, it's just got to be. Well, it has to be compatible. Compatible. The when you talk about specific one, that's Microsoft. You can only oh, buy so, Microsoft branded. So it's not proprietary. That's what we're saying here. Yeah, it's not proprietary. Okay. Basically, it's got Sony has to. It has to be over a certain speed for it to work. It has to be yeah. over the five gigabyte. Um, I, yeah, throughput to actually work on the PS5. It's not actually. Gonna, it'll probably, there'll be some that are branded, of course, but they won't. Be, you know, you know, like well, every generation, like the PS4 has its branded hard drives, and PS3 had branded hard drives, even though you could use any hard drive. But it mm-hmm. has to meet those minimum requirements to work. Yeah, I yeah. just hope it just it's not like the PS4 where they they gave you a date and where you you know at first they had a two terabyte and that's all you can use and then later on you have a four terabyte. I hope they don't do that just automatically which one from the start. That's the yeah. only thing. That's the only thing I hope they don't continue like they did with the PS4. Other than that, like what do you mean? The, you can use any hard drive up. with the PS4. 
yeah, but at time, but yeah, but in the beginning it was limited. It was like cause I started off with it, yeah. and I said, like, oh, I need it, but it's the all the four is not compatible yet. You have to. Oh, that, that was only, that it. was only because oh, that was a that was a more of a OS thing. It should be okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I hope it don't yeah. can with with that. But like I said, the yeah. whole flash things I don't know. That's where that is here for and all that. Hi. Uh, before we go into that quickly, I just want to add one thing about the hard drive thing. It could be me, but I think that it's because Sony wants to brand the hard drive as the correct amount of space. I don't don't know about SSDs, but I know with standard hard drives, you actually lose amount of space per gigabyte because uh, one gigabyte is actually 1,024 megabytes. But for branding reasons, they round it down to 1,000. Which means for every one gig you lose 24 meg. So if you've got a 100 gigabyte hard drive, you actually lose 240 megabytes of storage because you've lost those 24 megs because of rounding down. So right. once you get to one terabyte, that's what? It's a little bit more because it actually goes up, doesn't it? If I'm right, I can't remember how much it scales, but I wonder if the 825 gigabyte custom in sto- custom storage is including the loss in data and the operating system. Well, That's Microsoft a... is just saying one terabyte and rounding it up, and you'll still lose that data, and you'll still lose the um, operating system space. Right. That's a really good point, actually. That's just a guess. No, I, I could I could be completely wrong. No, I think you're right. I think they will be uh, going around that type of iteration where they say, we have this much space, and we actually boot up the system. You'll know just a little bit it's reserved for yeah. uh, formatting of the drive and then the actual OS, like you'd mentioned, unless they have some dedicated... Um, HD internally that you can't really access or see that already has the OS on it, but because yeah. they've done that a few times where they do reserve a few, they partition the drive and they reserve a few bits of that space dedicated just to the system itself. Yeah, that's why I was. Yeah, the maybe the some of the bits that would round up to a terabyte is partition. Uh, partition. That's why it's shown only shown 825. Exactly. Yeah, that could be it. But again, that we could be could wrong. Be we don't have a PS5, so we can't say yes exactly. You guys don't have one? Suckers. <laughs> Ed was secretly working on it. Yeah. So that's why, that's why dreams, it's like a chair. <laughs> ah. So, Ed, you're a lot more technically yeah. inclined than all of us here. So. Yeah, so I guess if you can or if you want to, kind of just go through the list and c- compare Absolutely. them to you. And that's a great point, us. Gary. Let me, let me start there then. Okay, let me oh, start yeah. at the top. And I'm going from the uh, list that you gave me. I think Ben was reading off of it. So, CPU, you got the 8x capability for a Zen 2 architecture um, core at 3.5 gigahertz, 3.5 gigahertz being the maximum allowed frequency, which is the speed at which the computer thinks. So with gigahertz, if you increase the voltage, it gets, excuse me, the wattage, it gets a little bit hotter. It starts to do computations a lot faster. Um, And it's cap out total peak frequency is 3.5 gigahertz, meaning you can't go above that. Otherwise, it might not have a cooling system that's strong enough to chill it out. And with that being said, the, uh, the eight cores, physical, that's what the 8X is, uh, could be hyper-threaded, especially if it's AMD architecture or Intel, they're back to that. They have been for a few years now. What that means is each core, each physical die or um, placement on the core itself has a little bit of a, it has eight brains is what that's saying. And instead of like humans where we can do multiple computations or multiple things at once, a PC has to do everything one, one at a time. But with hyper-threading, you'll have eight physical cores, but 16 threads, meaning it's able to do 16 computations simultaneously every clock cycle. Um, a better way to explain that gigahertz frequency is like having 20 people 
build something in a factory and they're all working at their old normal rate. And then you come in there and you're their boss and you pressure them. You're like, Hey, we need to get you 20 people to work a little bit faster on building whatever you're building. So you start working at a faster pace as a human, right? So your gigahertz go up, let's put it to that equivalence. And uh, you kind of get hot, you kind of get overwhelmed, um, but you're working and building whatever the item is much quicker than what you were previously. So that's just a loose comparison to real life. The GPU, the graphics processing unit, you got the 10.28 teraflops. Um, how can we best explain that? First of all, teraflop, it's a, a unit of computing speed to equal to 1 million million floating point operations per second. And when they say floating, they actually mean at a value level. So in the data world, the integer is a whole number. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, ten, and so forth. A floating point could be a decimal. So 0 0.13, 0 0.54, whatever it may be. And it can be a positive or negative number. And then you also have your imaginary numbers and everything else that goes into math. Um, but it can do those calculations per second. So one trillion for one teraflop. Uh, calculations per second is what you're looking at there. And that basically means how fast can the actual video card render something, your polygons, because we're still using polygons, you just can't see it like you used to see it in the PS1 days where they were like fat or really blocked out because we can render so many at once. So the higher the number, the higher amount of polygons or uh, you know frame rate that you can render. So when you have a lot of things happening on the screen at once, you're using a lot more information. You're making a lot more computation. And that's where your video card comes into play and ramps up at speed and says, okay, there's a lot more complexity happening for the visual perspective of the user, the user being the video game player. What do I need to do to make that possible? Well, I have this computational speed. I have this onboard memory that I have my sprites saved to and any other kind of physical attribute within the 3D realm that I need to load that I'm capable of doing because I have this crazy amount of bandwidth. And I hope that makes sense. To put it into a different perspective, there's the NVIDIA 2080 video cards that are out on the market right now. I'm sure you guys are familiar with NVIDIA. I'm sure you're familiar with their video cards. AMD also has some successors. I think they call them the uh, Radeons. And I think they're on the 5,000 um, series and the 3,000 series and they call them Risen. So when you see, uh, I think on the screenshot that Gary gave me, Zen 2. Zen is the architecture of that GPU for AMD version 2. So we're already like on the latest and greatest for PS5. But back to what I was saying, the 2080 when it was released was brand new architecture. Um, it introduced ray tracing, which we're all familiar by now. It's just the ability to reflect light around certain objects within your view um, in the video game. So it's proper light and shadow uh, orchestration. And so 2080 is running around, if I checked last time, it is at 10.1 teraflops. If the PS5 has 10.28, you already have 2080 power, which is phenomenal. That's amazing for that type of hardware to be released to the common public, knowing that if you were to go and buy it out, an actual NVIDIA 2080 video card with that teraflop capability, it's like 650 to $700 right now. Also added to the fact that they're unlike a PC, the graphics card only has to focus on the OS possibly a little bit and the game. There's no not as many uh, things to be run in the background. It focuses all its power on the game. So, hello? Three was Ed? Yep. No, too much teraflops. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hello. Oh, well, Ed is gone. Uh, they talked about backwards compatibility a little yes. bit. And that's always, and... that's been a bit iffy as well because a lot of people reporting different things yeah so 
people were really confused when they talked about it because though I guess the way Mark Cerny said it. Yeah. Uh, he said the hundred top PS4 games will be backwards compatible, uh, so people are just assuming it's like only a hundred games so far. Well, no, he but said they really... tested a hundred. They tested a oh, hundred. Okay. But we now know that yeah. they released a statement, um, pretty much saying that they updated the the, the statement saying yeah. that over the vast four thousand games will be available for backwards compatible, and they're testing even more. Yeah. By the way, they so... won't say all games. No company will say all games nowadays because of the fact that people are so so happy nowadays that. There might be one game that doesn't work. Might be some small indie game that they haven't tested yet that doesn't work. So they, they, they're going to probably try and make it compatible with as many possible games as they can, but without they can't guarantee everything. What part did you guys lose me at? Sorry. Uh, you were talking about oh. the flops and then talking about... Um, I think you were just wrapping that up, actually. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to say, for now, before we get crazy in there, it's just the amount of bandwidth polygon capability the video card handle to render your image. Yeah, you, you, you pretty much said that um, a graphics card with that kind of capability makes yeah. it hurt. Yeah, and then I mentioned yes. oh. that, you know, nowadays, that, like, it's especially good for a console because of the fact that the console only has to render the games rather than having to render other stuff in the background. So it'll like, right. be more efficient for consoles than it will for PC. Right, and that's where I got cut off, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did I talk about control units? Did I get cut off there for that? Oh, you didn't talk about control unit. I did not? No. No. So that's basically uh, the ability. The control units are basically the relayers of information to the GPU, CPU. It's the component that directs the operation of the processor. It tells the computer's memory, arithmetic, and logic, unit input and output. So when you see I.O. described anywhere, that means input, output. How much information can I take in versus how much can I release back out? So I'll end there with the GPU, and then um, I'll go through the other ones, others ones pretty quickly so we can get to questions. But memory, 16 gigabytes. You guys are all familiar with memory. That's the actual yeah. RAM, that random access memory. Every computer nowadays is pretty good with 16 gigabytes. Um, it's kind of capped out there for most PC builds if people want to game on the PC. Reason being is because a lot of that memory has been diverted to the video card. Like the 2080 itself has 8 gigabytes on board, which it loads sprites or any type of visuals that it needs to quickly render for you the user through your control input um the internal storage the 825 gigabyte ssd is what we talked about i'll just talk about the actual capabilities of ssds so right now they're limited to a sata 3 bus speed factor SATA um, 3 well if you've got an original ps4 it's actually sata 2 they upgraded it for the pro though right yeah they upgraded for the pro but the original ps4 was two. yes but it, it, even with that in mind the software was limiting the speed at that point anyways because they wanted everybody at the same level of uh, execution and connection and load speed. Um, but just to say, yeah, so SATA 3, what that means is 6 gigabits of transfer per second, which roughly equates to 750 megabytes per second. What I'm trying to say here, for any SSD on the market, that is the theoretical limitation and threshold that a transfer can occur um, per second. So 750 megabytes per second being the best that it can do. Now, some of the best and most uh, value-based SSDs in the market, um, Samsung, they make theirs to be right around that equivalence. I should say, not right around, I'm sorry. But 550 megabytes per second write and 550 megabytes per second read. Now, I want you to also keep in mind that's if it's sequential, meaning it's a big file transfer. The biggest issue you have with hard drives and memory and space and everything else is the 
the uh, allocation unit size and the standard for the society right now is four kilobytes, meaning you have little boxes of information within a particular hard drive, be it SSD, NVMe, whatever it may be. And all those little boxes are allocated to four kilobytes of size. So if you were to do the math, you're in the hundreds of thousands of little four kilobyte boxes where data can be stored. And when you're dealing with a lot of code or a lot of programming, the majority of those boxes are containing those bits of information that your system has to seek and scan through. Now, compare that to conventional hard drive that we have nowadays that we're kind of going away from, the mechanical needle disk spinning hard drives that are either at a 5,400 RPM, 7,200 RPM, or 10,000, or 15,000 is some of the points that some of the enterprise architecture has ran to. Um, that's what causes the slowdown in your loading for any kind of uh, application and with you know, our particular podcast, games in general. Because that needle is scanning a rotating platter, you know, and that platter being at 5,400 RPM, 7,200 RPM, RPM being revolutions per minute. And it's trying to read a particular sector on that platter to retrieve the information that you're requesting as a user. Now, when you're going to SSD, solid state drive, it's all flash-based, meaning it's, it's not moving. It's exactly as the name pertains to be, which is solid state. All you're doing is requesting, and there's a mapping and indexing system on that particular drive of where that information is. The transfer rate is 10 times faster than a traditional drive at that point, or six times, depending on the drive itself. The drives I mentioned, the 5400 to 7200 RPM, their burst rates were between 80 to 160 megabytes per second. So now you're jumping to the equivalence of 550 to 660 megabytes per second with zero, almost zero latency, I should say, theoretically speaking, of that seek and scan because there's no mechanical needle. It's just, you know, uh, interpretations through the actual bus controller, which is SATA 3 within the SSD and looking for the information that you need. And then um, I'll keep going down the list unless I can cut off again. Am I still here with you guys? Yep. Yep. Am I boring you to death yet? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so the IO throughput, um, it states on this image that it has 5.5 gigabytes per second raw and then typically 8 to 9 gigabytes per second compressed. What does that mean? Um, I'm sure you guys are familiar with compression on some level being related to, like, let's say, audio. MP3s, that's compressed audio. That's where they took all the white space out and just gave you the parts of the code, the digital code that actually have a representation of the sound and compress it to a smaller format for it to be more transportable. Raw is the uncompressed version. So if you have movies like a 4K Blu-ray disc style of movie, the majority of their audio is uncompressed because they want you to get the peak quality of the sound. There's no limitation. It hasn't been cut off. They haven't truncated the white space, right? So when you're seeing the IO throughput saying 5.5 gigabytes per second raw, it's lower because it's un unfiltered, unformatted, just giving you to you, it to you as is, right? Um, the compressed state just means that it can send more data in and out between eight to nine gigabytes per second of information through that type of uh, protocol for the hard drive. The expandable storage itself is what I'm most excited about because that's NVMe, which is the um, newest technology that you can use. It's called non-volatile memory express. The NVMe, the non-volatile memory just means it's savable. And express means it's using the PCI Express bus, which is a standard for graphics cards as of like 2003. Before that, we had AGP, which was an advanced graphics processor. If you guys are familiar with PC building, you'll kind of remember that slot. Um, and next to it, they had the regular PCI slot, which wasn't an Express. It was just a PCI on its own peripheral. I remember AGP I with uh, free DFX cards and Voodoo. Yeah, there you go. 
So instead of you know capitalizing on AGP, they said, well, why can't we just make that PCI Express slot? Just give it more bandwidth through the bus controller. So hence, PCI Express was born, and you have uh, iterations where it says X1, X2, X4, X8, X16, which the X really means by, and that means the amount of parallel paths that you're connecting to be able to support the bandwidth and the rendering of the peripheral, the peripheral being a graphics card or uh, rendering technology, like some kind of editing software on your computer, right? So right now we're on PCI Express 3 by 16, and I think it's theoretical capability of throughput, wrote it down, um, 7.9 gigabits per second, which roughly equates to 984 megabytes per second per lane, so X1 by 1. Okay. Now you times that by 16, you get your number of what it's capable of at these days. Gen 4 is coming. They've already speculated. I think a few motherboards are starting to be released for the PC, excuse me, for the PC market that are going to be double that bandwidth. Um, so when we're talking about the IO, you know, and the, excuse me, the NVMe and its capabilities in comparison to an SSD, it's going to have a lot more throughput. So like I mentioned before, SSD theoretically 750 megabytes per second the nvmes theoretically because they're capped at by uh, x4 i think it is can do 3.9 gigabytes per second and i personally own an nvme um in my pc right now it's a samsung it reads 3.5 gigabytes per second and writes up to 24 or 2500 megabytes per second or 2.5 gigabytes per which is insanity. It's just insane the amount of bandwidth and I.O. that you have within an NVMe compared to a typical SSD. I would like to say, though, um, there are NVMe um, hard drives, I'll call it that for net right now, that can be other, either excuse me, um, PCI Express compatible or SATA 3 compatible. And I had a little bit of confusion with that when I first started researching all this a few years ago. So you can have the form factor of the NVMe. If you guys have seen it, it looks like the size, double the size of a normal stick of gum, okay? And it's called the M2 form factor. M2 meaning the name of that particular design of form, right? But they can have different controllers appointed to it as far as how much speed it can generate. And that's where it kind of got tricky. So you'd look for NV, uh, you'd look for M2 SSDs and some of them are SATA 3 compatible or NVMe. You obviously want the NVMe for a faster bandwidth. So just so you know, there are M2 form factor um, chips out there that you may think are PCI Express compatible NVMe, but they're not. They're really more SATA 6 or SATA 3, excuse me. SATA 3 being SATA, I'm not going to confuse that. That's going to get confusing. So let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Am I still here? You guys still here? Yes. Okay. So what does it all mean in the end? This is what I really wanted to compare here. What does that all mean? Like they're shooting out all these numbers and people are saying, oh man, Xbox has the bigger capability. Holy crap. It's going to be faster. It's going to be better, yada, yada. Wrong. Why wrong? Because depending on their ability to program right and develop the correct drivers to utilize these particular assets at a hardware level to their fullest extent, that's what's really going to be the game changer. And let me give you a rough comparison with that. Let's say we have F1. I'm sure everybody's familiar with F1, Formula One racing, right? Those particular cars they use are beasts, super fast rev up into like 14,000, 15,000 RPM, and they can take a turn at like 120 miles an hour with no problem, right? But they have people, drivers, that are trained to utilize those machines. And this is where I'm correlating programs, stay with me. Let's say I gave that same Formula F1 car to Gary. I'm like, Gary, this particular driver's speed around this track is three minutes. I want you to beat that time. 
There's no way that Gary. Do it, Gary. Gary. He can do it. I believe in Gary. I believe yes, in him too. <laughs> but because of his lack of training, and I'm correlating here again, programming and the efficiency behind it, because of Gary's lack of training, there's no way he's going to be a, a professional F1 driver. Especially around a track. And, well, I yeah. say that. I mean, he could probably beat him cutting through the forest and flying through the grass, but <laughs> realistically, he's not going to be able to beat it. And here's the correlating factor here. So they're saying, here you go, um, Xbox. You have this F1 car that's faster than PS5s. But they're not talking about the driver behind that F1 car. They're not talking about the programmers behind that car. They're not talking about the people that are actually developing the code. And there's an enormous amount of programming per development company, as we all know that are all developing bits of code to their best ability and comprehension of logic and programming in general to then compile together with everybody else's best ability of developing this bit of code for this one particular rendering of this particular um, character or baseball bat in the game, whatever you want to call it, together. And they have to all work cohesively. That's the biggest limitation here. And we've all learned through companies like Naughty Dog, who says, hey, guys, we have a great team. We're really good at programming. We're going to utilize this hardware to its best capability, and they have, and they've proven that with the PS4, the PS3, and the titles that they've released, that they've released behind that. And that's my point with all this. So if we're looking at it from a marketing perspective and things that you don't, most people don't really understand, they're like, whoa, look, it has more power. That's great. Yeah, it does have more power. But to what ability is your team capable of utilizing that power that really speaks to, the, uh, to that, you know, grand execution of the video game that they built and you have to look at it from that perspective it's with anything right what what kind of driver do they give the f1 car basically so pretty much what you're saying then is xbox technically is more powerful right yeah but their developers just don't know how to utilize that power exactly that's that's the assumption and speculation that i'm making here um even is that based on past games that they've released or because yeah, go ahead. go ahead. Past games and what they've said when the Xbox, uh, the previous generation consoles were coming out, they also were mentioning, oh, Xbox is going to be more powerful. But at the end of the day, between a 2080 and a 2080 Ti. So you're in the middle for this particular generation's Xbox of uh, output power, right? Which is phenomenal. It's great, once again. But if you don't have the right companies building the right programming and uh, code behind that power, you're going to either misuse it, not use it to its fullest capability, or develop buggy executions because you're assuming I have this power of my code. Uh, the system will be able to handle my code, which may not necessarily be the truth. I'll be honest. I've said this in a few podcasts before recently that we've had. Um, I feel like this is because Microsoft is promoting their uh, cross-gen this time more than ever where you will be able to buy the games on both xbox xbox one s uh you know the xbox series x and the you know the standard xbox one because they've Uh said that there'll be no uh next gen exclusive titles for the first year so i i feel like that will hold it back as well because you're gonna have to focus you're gonna have to program the game to still run on a standard hard drive rather than using the and and that's been not to disagree with you, but that's that that is a possibility. Yes, um, I don't think the hard drive really plays that much into it. The only point at which the hard drive plays into this whole fiasco is how fast can it load the information to the video card, like when you push yeah. X to load on a game. But when it helps and... with um, like getting rid of load times, means they won't have to develop games for those load times. Like 
Like when you play a game and you've got those bits where you like, um, like in the recent Tomb Raider where you got to go crawl through rocks because it's still loading. And you won't need that for the SSD. Right, it'll kind of eliminate that. Not like to the most extreme will it eliminate yeah. it. You might have a little bit of slowdown, but yeah, you're right about that. Uh huh. So by fo- focus, making sure that you have to do on both different sets of hardware rather than just the one standard SSD speed that they know they have, they're going to have to still inquire. Unlike Sony, who can probably get rid of most. Are you saying they're going to have to impose uh, a set, a certain type of virtual limitation to make sure that everybody's on the same? Well, yeah, because otherwise it won't run on rate. the won't run on the previous console. Yeah, yeah, I can see what you're saying. But they can also build different drivers, aka a set of instructors yeah. for those peripherals to work depending on the system that it's being utilized on and optimize it for each end. Yeah, but that's a good point. If they are going to be using the same PS5, um, or excuse me, the newer Xbox games on the older systems, they would have to yes create two sets of code to utilize the hardware to its best functionality, which is a given, right? Because they yeah. have different video cards in the first place, too. But it just means that they'd have to affect... It may need gameplay design than any... Yeah. Because, to yeah. a certain extent, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, um, this whole situation, it's, like I said, marketing hype. I mean, you're the comparison you're making between one teraflop or whatever the difference is between two systems and everything else, yeah, it's 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 got some substance to it, but at the end of the day, it's how you use it. How you use that hardware. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) It's how you use that hardware that really comes to play. And like I said, this has happened to the previous generations. You know, they announced that um, whatever, the Xbox X is going to be faster than the PS4 and the Xbox 360 is going to be faster than the PS3. I never cared. I really didn't. Because if you look at it... Go ahead. If you want to look at the difference in what current, you know, what you want to, if you want to compare it to current, different consoles uh ps4 pro and xbox one x are actually 40 percent different there's actually a 40 percent increase in the x over the pro uh, and is that right yeah so look at the, and you can't really tell the difference between those two while the ps5 huh. and xbox and, series x is and that's kind of also what i want to mention too is like if you're a third-party developer and you're making games for both systems you can't really look at it realistically and make okay the xbox is more powerful we can do a lot more with it uh so let's utilize the full power there and only minimize the power of the PS5, If yeah. obviously, if it's weaker. They're going to release as close as possible the exact same game that they can. So yeah. if they're releasing uh, the next Call of Duty, they're not going to make Call of Duty you know, twice as better on the Xbox Series X than PS5 because that's just more resources they have to dedicate to essentially release two different games to a point. Um and they're not going to do that. They're going to optimize it so they're as equal as they possibly can be on both systems. So you're not going to see the full power being used of the Series X or even the PS5 if the PS5 technically was more powerful. Um, and, you know, I mentioned this on Twitter with you and Alfonso, Ben. Um, it's just really all going to come down to the games, also how Ed said, yeah. and how developers utilize the tools they have because... I mentioned this, if you look at the Switch, easily the weakest console, we know that, but it's outselling both PS4 and Xbox One combined right now. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. had for the last, for three years now since well, I launched. It's been... The PS... I don't know how I feel about that. By the time the Switch came out, the PS4 was already halfway through its life cycle. But it was still selling like crazy. It's still selling yeah. like crazy. It's oh, still yeah. selling really good. But I'm just saying the PS4 just have to should have it. died it's... down by now, even it has. Yeah. So, but you Xbox know you have right. such an <laughs> inferior system, but it has the games, and people yeah. are buying that system for those games, and that's 
pretty much what's going to happen here. Obviously, this is why Microsoft has been going out and buying so many studios instead of investing in their own, um, which I've always said they need to invest rather than buy. Um, you um, have, obviously, Ninja Theory, in my opinion, is one of the best uh, studios out there. They're independent studio, now obviously owned by Microsoft. And we saw that technical presentation they did of Hellblade 2, which looked amazing. Obviously, we didn't see gameplay, but it supposedly was using the in-game engine. Um, and it looked gorgeous. Uh, so it's obviously going to come down to the first-party studios to utilize the full power but like you also mentioned earlier, Ben, like they're releasing Halo Infinite. Uh, it's going to be a launch title for the Series X, and it's also coming out on Xbox One. Um, There'll be no like, Xbox <sighs> One Series X exclusive games for at least a year. Yeah. So if you're going to try to sell this massive new system with a game like Halo Infinite, which is obviously Microsoft's biggest franchise, um, but you're going to purposely not utilize its full power because you also have to release it on a previous gen system. Like to me, it's just weird to do it that way because you're, you're essentially handicapping the development from utilizing the full power of, of what you're trying to achieve. I mean, if you look at games right now on the PS4, like the last of us two coming out, ghost of Tsushima, um, those games to me already look, I don't even know what I'm going to expect to see from it because yeah, those games are crazy. insane. I Those games wanna... already look insane. So I'm kind of like fabricated. Like, what am I expecting to see that is going to top this? You know? It, yeah, I kind of want to hijack your comment there, Kerry, because I I agree. Like, that's why I said this is all marketing hype. They're just giving out numbers for people to like compare at a very, very, and I'll put it this way, primitive understanding of what's happening with those numbers. Because at the end of the day, your significant difference is what, 10.2 on the PS5 and 12 on the new Xbox Series X? I also cool. want to see if there's going to be a major difference with the RAM, um, because the Isn't PS4 the has 16 gigabytes of GDR6, yeah. uh, 448 gigabytes, which is a little bit slower than the Xbox, but the Xbox only has 10 gigabytes of five fast RAM and then 6 gigabytes of slightly slower RAM. They kind of did that again with the previous generation where they yeah. were kind of mixing with the different frequencies. But let me just yeah. end with saying this in relation to all this stupid teraflop stuff. What Gary was saying was they're still going to develop for both systems using kind of the same optimization strategies to ensure they both run the same. Because really at this point, there's not much more you can do with that, what is it, 1.8 extra teraflops. That's going to be a significant graphical input difference for the game. All you're going to do is hurt the Xbox Series X if you utilize that by consuming more of that bandwidth for whatever game you're creating. And then what that will do and change is kind of hurt your frame rate. Now, frame rate is where all of this is really going to matter. I personally speculate that it's going to be a 60 frames per second standard for these next generation system, systems, which is going to be awesome because once again, I mentioned this amount of bandwidth is compatible to a 2080 and 2080 can handle that easily. But... You also have the, the limitation factor of, is this going to be the next-gen system that utilizes 4K to its full pixel capability? If so, I don't think, depending on the amount of resources they import for a particular, for a particular game and the beauty and the detail and design of the game, they'll be able to have that render resolution to run at 60 frames per second unless they want to pull back on the beauty and the graphics capability of the game. Yeah, I think even now... 12 teraflops is probably not enough for true, it's not. true 60 FPS 4K. Yeah, no. 
no. I mean, I have a 2080, and I run at 2550 by 1440 p, which is in the middle of 1080 and 4K. And I'm barely getting, if I do like max settings, like let's say on Battlefield or Call of Duty, I get 90 frames per second average. Average. Yeah. So if they're thinking of going full 4K with no upscaling with the newer systems. And with ray tracing. Don't forget they're promoting ray tracing. And with ray tracing. I totally forgot about that. Actually, with ray tracing, I actually turned that off in Battlefield. Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah, with ray I've tracing, I dropped to like 70. I've been ray tracing on uh, Modern Warfare, you know, because my laptop supports ray tracing. I've got a 2070. Yeah. Nice. Uh, nice. And I, I can see it when I'm... It, normally, it's fine. It's like 90 FPS in war, on warfare, yeah, warfare on average, yeah. 90. But as soon as I get into an area with a decent amount of ray tracing, I get down to like the 40s. Exactly, exactly. You and know, what like I wanted any, to end... Like inside buildings or anything with like lighting systems nearby, it's like, oh, look, ray tracing's happening. Whoop. Yep. Like if you're looking <laughs> into the open field, like you just mentioned, if you're inside of a building, it's faster. But if you're in the yeah. open field, it's going to be a lot less because there's more happening. But what I wanted to conclude there is with Gary's comment is if they do utilize the same speculations and driver for both systems to, you know... Uh, produce the image and render it that they uh, are looking to create. The advantage that Xbox will have, unless they choose to utilize the rest of those teraflops, is a higher frame rate because it has the capability of generating more things on screen at once due to its bandwidth. And that's all I want to say there. But if the frame rates are capped, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Alfonso, any thoughts? Like like I was saying, you've been saying, Ben was saying, this is all marketing. This is all like it's all is different paper. It depends on how well your games run on for me in terms of spec i don't care playstation is giving me the next god of war horizon and the next uncharted that's all i want that's it that's awesome it's all coming down to games again yeah, it's like it's, it's a gaming console <laughs> weird yeah um and and you know going back to when ed got cut off uh with the backwards compatibility too i know a lot of rumors went around that the PS5 is going to play all PlayStation Gen games. Um, I mentioned it, it. You might have a chance with PS2 and PS1, but it's not going to happen with PS3 because of the cell architecture. There's just no way they could do it. Well, um, they, it's powerful enough to do it. There are people that have got... I, I can't say promote them because it's illegal. Of course, emulation is bad. Go buy the official hardware. <laughs> but there is emulators out there now for PC that run decently on some games now. Yeah, but... If Sony's looking at it and it's not running better than decent, then they're not going to do it. Well, not just that, but they've also got to market it to run as many games as possible. And if it can only run 10, they can't go, look at our PS3 backwards compatibility. You can play Fantavision or some other game like that. Fantavision. (laughs) At 60 frames. (laughs) I don't know about that. Um, But yeah, so we, we know now... It's all but confirmed, pretty much. The PS5 will only be backwards compatible with PS4. Uh, and that leaves the question of what about PS2, PS1 games? And it's been a question, I think, that's been going around since PS3 because they promised they're going to have them. And on the PS3, they actually have quite a few PS2 classics now. Uh, yeah. PS1s never came around to um, So, you know, I mentioned this way back when we are still learning about the PS5 and things like that. And I said, PlayStation now is going to be the big push forward for them when it comes to backwards compatibility games through their legacy software. Um, they're saying they're going to push PlayStation now pretty hard with PS5. We obviously haven't heard any news on what they're planning to do, but this is my guess is they're going to start putting PS2 and PS1 games on there. 
Um, and of course, it all comes down to licensing from the companies. It also comes down to uh, copyright material. You know, we always have games being delisted because they lost the license to you know the voice actors or the music, so they have to delist the game. And for a lot of older games, that's a serious problem because you know why are you gonna continue to keep a copyright and patent stuff for a game that's 30 years old and nobody can get anymore. So that that's going to be a big thing. And I think that's why a lot of games haven't released. This is why it took Mega Man Legends so long to come out on the PS1. Uh, we all thought it was for uh, the music and the voiceovers, but we found out it's because of the soda can that you can kick the, on the ground and the vending machines had a license. It's an actual vending machine company and they lost the license to use that vending machine wow. in the game. Yeah. So they couldn't release it. It was terrible. <laughs> also, um, to add on to the whole license, uh, remember that if you have CD and DVD support in your console, you actually have to pay an additional license to companies for that. Interesting. So you I... have to buy a CD license and a DVD license to run to run those on your console. So chances are Sony just doesn't want to pay the CD license. Maybe. Because um, remember so that would be I... per console as well. Yeah, you know, you'd have to buy yeah you know, license per. But console. that's kind of confusing, Ben, because they were the pioneers of the compact disc format. They were the pioneers of the super audio CD format, the Blu-ray format, yeah. the DVD format. What would they be paying themselves? Why not be all the different people that own the rights to CDs at what level? Uh, like, what do you I mean by know. rights? Sorry, no, I'm just, to I just... It exactly. I just remember hearing about that. It was reason why? Because remember, you got the little um, thing on the box that says, you know, can play CDs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. It's like it's like Blu-ray because Sony didn't own, doesn't just own Blu-ray. There's like multiple companies that invested in Blu-ray. So yes, the Blu-ray license was what... split into all the different ones. If I remember, CD was that was those Sony was the license. Yes. It was all different groups that, so they would have to pay to each group for using it. Oh, interesting. For so, that codec format is what yeah. you're basically saying. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, you're getting all almost your entire PS4 catalog. I mean, I'm sure there's gonna be somebody out there who's like, oh, I can't play this one game that you know 500 people bought. Um, and chances are it probably won't be playable. But for the most part, all the big games you're probably thinking of playing on your PS5 will be playable on your PS5. So your Horizon, your God of War, Alfonso, I think it's good to go. Um, Last of Us 2, obviously, Ghost of Tsushima, it's all going to be there. But then again, to me, I'm one of those guys, like, I haven't touched my PS3 since I got my PS4. So to me, backwards compatibility isn't that big of a thing like sure are there times i want to go back and play my ps2 games hell yeah but i also want to play them on my new system with my new tv i don't want to play this old system with rgb cables and it looks like ass and yeah <laughs> you know uh yeah so i want to have that scaling so yeah if if you're still angry that you can't play your ps1 and ps2 games i feel you but just imagine Sony what those... just has to come out with a different way and i believe ps now is that way they need to really yeah. look at it as a legacy streaming service at this point so, i agree with that yeah because you're not going to get them i mean you're not going to get them physically they're not going to be like oh we're re-releasing you know all these PS2 games physically for you to put into your PS5 and play them. That's unrealistic for any studio to do. 
Um, yeah, because what is the, what is the uh, uh, selling opportunity behind that, right, Gary? How many people are actually demanding that want and need and would pay money to have that in comparison to current-gen yeah. titles and the amount of investment they're putting behind that? Yeah, um, and it's why they run so many of these you know, tests. Like yeah. uh, Bandai Namco did one with Xenosaga because they kept getting a lot of questions and requests for them to remaster Xenosaga. But at the end of the day, they tested how much people actually really wanted it yeah. um, and found out that it wasn't as many people as it was vocally on social media. So they chose not to go with it because it is an investment. Because like I said, you have to go back and look at what licenses you have to renew, how much money that's going to cost. Um, yeah. You have to find a way to upscale it. There are some things you have to maybe remaster on the textures, uh, things like that. So it is an investment for them. So when you see a lot of games re-releasing remaster-wise and they're charging you $40, like, do you think they're just taking the same game and just throwing it on the system and somehow magically making it look better and it's not costing them any money? Like, it's still resources, still manpower that has to go into that. Exactly. Yeah. It's yep. crazy to, to get mad when, like, Medieval was coming out and they're charging, what was Medieval, $30? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're like, oh, this should be a $15, $10 game. It's a remaster. And it looks and plays exactly, well, not looks, it plays exactly the same. They didn't do it. They just made it prettier. That's, that's yeah. still time, energy, that's manpower. You got to pay the people who did that, you know? Right. <laughs> and Gary, to, I think I said this last po podcast, but I was saying, like, you know, that's just, you know, general public's uh, ignorance. They don't understand or have the perspective behind the effort that goes into some of these uh, projects and executions, especially for re-releases. It's not what you just said, like, they, they don't just take the exact same game and port it over, no problem, here we go, let's make money again. No, there's code reconfiguration, there's assembly reconfiguration to ensure that it's compatible with this new piece of hardware, but running at the same way that it used to run the old piece of hardware, unless they've upped it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just ignorance, man. The people that have the biggest opinions are usually the ones that are the uh, dumbest. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's the, I'd be honest, yeah. that's the complaint about DLC nowadays as well that annoy me. It's like, look, if you don't want DLC, then... Let them increase the price of the games. Right. Because they have to do it to cover the costs. We were talking about Halo Infinite earlier, but I think I've told Gary and Alex, but Ed, do you know the, the, the budget that Halo Infinite's got? Uh, I don't. I know it's a lot, though. What is it? Do you want to throw a number out? Oh, man. How? Okay. I'm just going to guess. Um, if you guys are making it a big deal, I'm going to say $300 million. Eh, you're close. What is it? Want another guess? Sure. Do I go higher or lower? Higher. Um, <laughs> it can't be close to a billion. I'm gonna say 500 million. 500 that? million is the budget for the game, and then another some like 100 million for advertisement, if I'm right. Wow. Yeah. yeah the game Why? has has a budget of close to. Yeah, so close Why? to a billion altogether. Is this supposed to be like the greatest video game ever built? What are gonna be? <laughs> what are well, it's, it's, it's gonna be an open world Halo game. Well, it's so. not even open out. Well, is it? No, well, they said it was open world. I thought it wasn't. I've heard, I've heard different rumors, so. But yeah, it's got close to a billion crazy. for the project. That's insane. But so, that's with and, everything combined, like the development of the game yeah. and the advertisement and the yeah. marketing that's going to go with it. Yeah. I guess they're investing that much into this game because they know the fan base behind it and they want to make sure their new system sells to take yeah. away from well, the Well, I suppose it's going to be a launch title. So. Yeah. But, and people don't expect that to have DLC. <laughs> Even if they sell it at $60... They're not going to make that money back if they sell the standard amount of console, yeah, amount of units. That's a good point. Yeah, they're definitely going to try to make it yeah. as lucrative as possible, just like GTA did, right? They don't even see your guys' podcast points. They don't even make games anymore. They just no. keep adding on this 
content for GTA that people keep buying and enjoying. So yeah, that's different. That's yeah, they've already covered their costs with GTA, but for this. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm adding on to what you said. They'd have yeah. to do something in that regard yeah. to make up for this billion-dollar investment. Yeah. That's the case. Because there's no way... I don't know how much Halo gets. Let me have the Halo sale. I should have done this beforehand, but... Let's see. If you had a billion dollars to spend... Okay, let's just say... divide it by 60. You'd have to sell 16.66 million games. And it's best right. e the best ever sale in Halo game is 11.8. Oh, really? Yeah. That's actually surprising. That's the best ever selling Halo game. I think my math is off, guys. <laughs> Just regret <laughs> what I said earlier. It's a little more than that. We got to remember, they're not going to get that $60. They don't get all $60. So, Ed? What would you say? I'm sorry? Uh, remember, they won't get all that $60 either. Round it down. Okay. Sec. Let me get it going here. So I have... You got to take out the money for the light. You got to take out money from... Um... The delivery costs, and you gotta take right. out um, the the retailer. That's true. Uh, and then you uh, got. Okay, yeah, it is sixteen point six million. Um, so one billion. I just do one billion of investment dollars divided by sixty dollars per unit. Yeah. You'd get uh sixteen point six 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 million. Okay, so just just round it to sixteen. Yeah. So if they do as point... well as Halo Three, which is as you can get, as you know, is the best Halo game sold at eleven point eight million. Yeah, it's gonna have to outsell Halo Three, which it's not going to do because you've got the Xbox One, which is what one of the slowest selling consoles yet, uh, and then yeah. you'll have the new new Xbox, which won't have a user base because right. it's a new console. So you're probably gonna look at maybe Halo Two numbers, uh, which is eight point four million. Yeah, and that's assuming they're all gonna sell at sixty dollars or whatever yeah. the average cost is, right? Yeah, which to your point, editions, which will be more, but they'll be you know. Yeah, which to your point, when the new Xbox does come out, you won't have the same user base because obviously it costs a lot of money. You have to invest yeah. in a new console. Along with that, you have a lot of people that have migrated over to the PS4 through this whole fiasco of, you know, Xbox yeah. versus PlayStation timeline. Let's um, say 6.4 to 8.4. Remember those are lifetime sales. They're not launch title sales. Those are lifetime. Right, right. So what so, I was going to say is they're not even going to sell at $60. They'll go down in price over time yeah. to 50 40 30 whatever it may be. So their ROI may just break even and not really gain a profit, but they're hoping, what I think they're trying to do, is bring back their fan and user base to the Xbox. Yeah. Because they've lost so much of that. Yep, they lost so many. So many people. So we'll see. Billion dollars, that's crazy though. I want to bring that up every time when people say, oh, man, Microsoft doesn't have any first party games. It's like, yeah, it's because they've invested all their money in that one game. They can use that <laughs> $1 billion to invest into 10 games. Because even a hundred yeah. billion dollar budget is crazy, but more reasonable than one billion. Do we understand why their uh, Xbox division in general is kind of lacking in first-party titles? Like, what was the uh, business decision there? Why do they choose to not invest in their system as much anymore? Really stupid. That's a good point. Well, that's, like, that's my point. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but they, I always wondered. I didn't know if there was an out of. Go ahead, sorry. The whole reason Microsoft got into the console business wasn't to actually become a video game company. They literally got into it because they were worried that Sony was becoming the main focus brand on the TV. They, that, yeah, when it, they've always brought that as a fact that they were more worried about that Sony would become too mainstream on their own and there'd be no competition. So the whole point of Xbox was just so that they could try and bring more branding into the homes. So they don't care if you buy an Xbox or buy a PC as long as you're running their system. That's and interesting. With cross-play and stuff like that, you don't need an Xbox anymore. You can just play your games on PC. Yeah, if you get the hardware, it's good for them, but 
But at the same time, all they want to make sure is that, that Sony doesn't have the foothold that they would have if there had been... Hmm. I mean, that makes sense. I don't... I just... Again, I that's, guess that's their policy back in the day. I don't know if it's probably still the, the whole game. Yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. I just might, I guess my question is, what were they trying to do? Make it well-known amongst the the uh, the gamer market? Like, the, yeah. lo- the younger people? Because the older people are still not going to care for that name in some regard. I do know, though, in 2014, there was a time where Microsoft wanted to sell off its Xbox business. Well, yeah, because it was all in the black. Well, red. Yeah, red, right? Red means bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know, man. I even do though, know. What's that? Even though, I, I can't imagine how much money they're going to lose with each console. Yeah, I'm really curious to see what the price points are going to be for both systems because they have some strong hardware in there right now, and that is not cheap. Sony's BO... If I'm, if I'm Bradley Hibnett, right, I don't know where I read this rumor from, but so I can't guarantee if it's 100%, but supposedly Sony's BOM, you know, buys on parts and stuff per machine, uh-huh. is about $450. Really? Wow. So, and as you know, the Xbox is slightly better than the PS5 when it comes to specs. So that's probably yes. going to be, what, 550 I would assume. I think uh, Gary and I kind of talked about this off uh, off the podcast, but um, they might, you know, start selling these systems. Well, I can just speak for Sony. And yeah. they might start selling these systems at a negative and just run at a loss just to get that. Well, you Sony's know. always run negative. Always? Yeah. Or did they get to a point where they uh, broke even? Well, they break even near the end, but I'm just saying that when they launch, when okay. they launch, they always, like, um, PS3 was, like, 100 under the actual cost of manufacture. Oh, wow. Uh, PS4, I think, was one of the only ones that they did that was on, you know, on the actual cost. PS1 and both PS2 actually were lower than the, than the actual cost of making it until later on. Uh, Interesting. Well, it paid off for them. Nintendo's was... the only one that doesn't. Nintendo just straps more GameCube parts. <laughs> <laughs> and it still works for them. Yeah. Add more GameCube chips. <laughs> I think Nintendo's strategy is just to not like go too crazy with the graphics, obviously we've noticed, and uh, yeah. make sure they can profit from both the console and their software. And their software is on its own level. There's really there's no real competition for a Mario type of IP. No. You know what I mean? Or Pokemon, or whatever else they're they're branding out there. Zelda. Oh yeah, but Pokemon's. Just... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I buy Nintendo consoles for. Yeah, so they do it right when it comes to the business aspect. They're like, we're not here to push the best graphics. We're here to keep yeah. making fun games. You know, we're driving these names that everybody loves. We're releasing more content for it, but we're doing it right. We're not doing it sloppy, right? Sloppy. Every release, or any, any iteration they've had of their IPs that they've been released have always been money making. And you know what? You say like their games aren't the best looking. Yeah. Um, I would have to disagree. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like technically they're not better than, you know, God of War or something like that, but they're beautiful on another level Yeah. Uh, for their type of game. Like if you look at Mario Odyssey or Breath of the Wild, even Luigi's Mansion 3, like, yeah, technically it's not powerful, but does it really need to be when you're technically just using cartoony characters right to really show off your game um, no you're right you're right man i, I, like I guess I, what i was trying to say is push the graphical processing powers of what we have today mm-hmm. they to your point want to stay at a cartoony level because they know how to do it right and i i'm saying i it's it's good it's right it's it is beautiful but not utilizing the full graphical aspect of what they could be doing and they might not even need to yeah that's the thing and to me like i've always said they're more software like yeah they have their hardware but they know the type of hardware they're making or right. the software they want to make i this think that's true uh, to, to me that's how i feel like they made the switch the way it is because they're combining their 
you know, success in the portable hardware market, obviously. And, but they also want to continue to do the hardware or not the hardware, the console um, portion of it. So they just combined the two and gave you the ability to play essentially handheld games that were exclusive to handheld like Pokemon. Now you can play it on your TV and handheld at the same time. Yeah. So they're thinking, I, I they're thinking more. Yeah, yeah. To me, I just feel like they're more making their games. They're, they're making their hardware based on their software rather than Sony and Microsoft making software based on. It's a really good point. Is how I. You're right, man. And to add on to what you just said, they're not trying to make Mario look like a real man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even so, want to imagine. <laughs> yeah. So. You're absolutely right, man. They just want to stay in that cartoon world, and you don't need that much power for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I like the way you phrased it, too, about the whole uh, they're making their software for their hardware instead of – no, wait, what did you say? Say it again. I said they're making their hardware based on their software. Yes. Yes. That's what separates them from the other two giants, right? And every year, oh, Nintendo's dead. And every year, Nintendo's doing better than ever. Yep. <laughs> so true. Okay, so – I guess that's it for today with P- uh, when it comes to PS5 stuff, I think. That people's did brains con- relax. <laughs> did I confuse you guys at all? No, There's but... a lot of things I like to just suppress because it just gets too technical. Like yeah, it. It, it is It is very technical, but then it has to be, you know, yeah. because it's not really designed for us. It's designed right. for the developers. So they know exactly, because they obviously, that's like their second language. They know exactly what you're talking about. But for everyday yeah. people, they just want to know what the game is going to look like. Does it have shiny water? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you know, a lot of the stuff they already showed of what the systems can do sounds like the whole zero loading screen. Yeah. That sounds amazing to me. I don't know. Obviously, they're showing it off with PS4 games. I want to know how, see exactly how it's going to work with PS5 games. Exactly the same. Um, we'll, well see. You you know, you things hope. like that. Yeah, you hope. You know, you don't remember, forget. I don't think we're gonna see the size increase like we did last year. And like, I want to see them like the demonstration Sony did with Spider-Man. You know, because they used yeah. their loading screen demonstration to show how fast Spider-Man loads. That's cool and all. I want to see GTA Five loading into the PS5 because when you start that game, you're sitting there for like six minutes before you actually <laughs> get to fucking play that game. You're probably gonna look at like. <laughs> We're gonna look at two and a half seconds for that. Problem. I want to see that no. demonstration. Show me yeah. that demonstration. <laughs> I disagree, Ben. I think it's gonna be a lot faster. Well, I have GTA 5 on my PC running on my NVMe 3.5 gigabytes per second uh, hard drive, and it still takes a good minute for it to load. True. That game is just massive, though. There's that's that's a really that's like the crisis benchmark. Of- yeah game consoles <laughs> yes yeah, that's what i'm talking about like if games are going to get bigger than that like what is gta 6 going to look like like is it going to load yeah, I don't need how seven years. Gonna, you right. know <laughs> that's kind of what i want to want to yeah. see from the next gen like they're demonstrating with plaz game i want to see what is going to look like with the new game and it all yeah, depends that's, on that's a big example a big thing though as i said that's that's a massive open world right to Gary, to answer your question, it's like it all depends on how much the new games will need to load into the GPU and how much of that particular data also needs to be loaded into the RAM, the random, the random access memory. That's what's really going to cause the slowdown of loading again. Now, when you see uh, Spider-Man run on the new specs, yeah, it's, it's basically seamless because it's faster hardware. It doesn't need to be accounting for slower specs, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. with the newer games that are going to be built for specifically for PS5 hardware, You'll still see a little bit of loading. You always will. Well, no. Uh, when it comes to the CPU, the 
supposedly with the PS5, it actually downclocks itself to the PS4 specs. For PS5 games or PS4 games? PS4 games. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it, I, I'm it, saying... In... Yeah, there's three different compatibility modes. It has a stock PS4 for the, um, you know, the original PS4 games up to about 26. And then it has a uh, PS4 Pro compatibility mode, uh, which is you know, the higher specs of the Pro. And then it has the PS5 spec. And then based on the game you're running, it will uh, underclock it. Okay. So So what you're saying is basically the system's going to have three yeah. drivers or three BIOS configurations to yeah. utilize the specifications of the past systems or current. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. That so it'll way be restrained. it helps with the um, compatibility rather than just trying to brute force it. And that's why he, they said right. about the tested 100. Because those 100 games will actually run at the PS5 specs, so it'll oh, okay. have an unclip, un, you know, uncapped frame rate and maybe a better. If it has dynamic resolution, it might have a better resolution. You know, yeah. if it's running at 1080p but drops when there's a certain amount of enemies on screen on PS4, it'll just stay 1080 or yeah, whatever resolution. I think, yeah, I think the 1080p resolution will be no problem from for next gen. Um, just to add on to that, but I, I don't know about 4K still. I don't think it'll be a possibility. I feel like it would be better with downsampling. Basically, yeah. downsampling for anyone that wants is when the console runs at a higher than your current output. Um, so let's just say you've got a 1080p screen, but the game renders at 4K and then goes, then renders itself down to 1080p. That's correct, right? I think so, yeah. Downscaling, downsampling. You're talking yeah. about scaling, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Tech words. I knew them. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I just wanted to add on say they were even mentioning 8K, and I just started laughing. I'm like, yeah, that's all buzz. There's no I mean, way it's going to be 8K. It'll support 8K for movies. Or maybe, well, not a, if they're putting a 4K Blu-ray drive in there, how is it going to support 8K? That's true. Digital download. Digital download. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But <laughs> but it'll support the 8K output at, yeah. a, at, a, at a streaming video quality, possibly, but never as a rendering. There's a big difference there. Yeah, yeah. And even if it did support the rendering, it wouldn't actually be able to render shit. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't Unless render you really, really, really want to play that Pac-Man game in 8K. It might be able to put that at 12 frames. I, I, uh, I refute my statement. You know what it would render in 8K? What? Minecraft. No, because as you saw in that Ray Tracer demo, it can barely handle Minecraft. Minecraft is all blocks. Why? What's there to render? Did you not see, the, <laughs> did you not see Microsoft's demonstration of Ray Tracing Minecraft? No, are you messing with me right now? No, it had frame rate issues. It was frame oh. skipping. Why would you need ray tracing in Minecraft, guys? It looks like a a it blown up eight bit video game from the nineties. I'll be honest, ray tracing in Minecraft does look really good. And I've been Stop really it. excited to try it out. Oh, oh my god. It's Stop. got what's good no, it's not just um it's got proper global illumination ray tracing. The whole thing's ray tracing. Wow. Maybe it's the amount of uh what is that called? Draw distance that game yeah. has that limits its capability for a higher uh resolution. Hey, you can limit that draw distance. True. But yeah, it, the frame rate in the in the demo they showed, they said that it was done by one person in a few weeks. It's basically the ET of demonstrations, probably. But it was still not something I would have shown off. It's like, look at our new console. It does ray tracing. Look at Minecraft. Chug, chug. <laughs> <laughs> what what resolution were they doing the Minecraft ray tracing? I don't know. I just uh... that's just insane. That's just that's just dumb and insane to me. But yeah, that's cool. Like you mentioned, that huh. they don't know how to. They don't have the developers who know how to utilize the hardware. <laughs> this is true to optimize. Like, yeah. My my real world comparison: if I dropped you yeah. into an F1 car and said, "Go ahead, Gary, set that three minute lap time record," you wouldn't be able to, even though you had the hardware. You're not skilled to drive an F1 car, and that's what I mean by like the whole programming and optimization of code. Hey, you said I could go off road and die. 
<laughs> yes. That car, yes. That car has no no tire traction at all. <laughs> I, I already said how he'll win in the, in the general track. I said he'll just re- reverse back past the finishing line and then drive home. Go look, I did go. it. There you go. That works too. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. No, there there were some more news though, Ben. If you want to go through it quickly. Uh, if you want to, I'm gonna find that video. If, uh... <laughs> all right. Uh, well. Spider-Man 2 PS5 release may be very close. 2021 are the rumors. Um, we've kind of known it's been in development because they've said it's it's coming, uh, but this is pretty damn soon. Uh, what's it been, like two years? Come 2021, it'll be two years since the game came out. Um, Three. Three. Three years. Oh, man, that long since... But okay. if they use... Because the chances are they're using the same city because it's Spider-Man. You don't really see any other city, so that's already done. So... Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, but uh, they are expanding it. Apparently, you will now, now be able to go to Queens and Brooklyn this time around. Uh, so adding a little more stuff. The ability to traverse low buildings, uh, they're adding that to the game. Um, I don't really... I guess residential areas, probably, if yeah. you want to go through. Um, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, I'm going to go in your house, Spider-Man. <laughs> it apparently takes place, uh, takes place five to six months after the end of the first game, so it's winter time. So if it has snow, I'm all in. Yeah. Oh, God. Give, give me Spider-Man snow. Shut it. Shut it off. <laughs> 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 um, but it will apparently feature um, Miles Morales, who technically was in the first game. Uh, Eddie Brock as Venom will be in the game. Mysterio will be in the game, as will Carnage. I only heard Carnage, and I was excited. Um, I hope, in some ways, I hope... I think if we brought up this rumor before, uh, because I think I brought up the same thing, and you know how we got the Riddler in Batman games? You know, yes. in the Batman Arkham Asylum game. Yes. Yeah, he, he was in the games, but he wasn't really... You know, he's like, you had to do his riddles and stuff. He was side, side activity. I, I kind of want Mysterio to be that in the <laughs> yeah, you know, because then that way they can focus the story on Venom and Carnage rather than having it also being about Mysterio. That way they can have Mysterio in the game but not have him be a focus. Like maybe have like like different toxic toxin areas and you, Spider-Man hallucinates and stuff, and then you do like these little puzzles. Maybe, maybe. Uh, I'm excited for Carnage. Uh, I'm excited for Venom. I don't think they should be in the same game this quickly um, because you kind of. It, it, when, it, when it comes to Carnage, you want to see Venom and Spider-Man team up to take him down. So I don't know if they'll be going that route, but having Eddie Brock become Venom and then quickly side with Spider-Man to take down Carnage seems like too fast of a but... Depends on how big the game is. If it's about 30-40 hours, it could still be done decently. Part 1 would be like the Venom arc, and then Part 2 would be the Carnage arc, and then Part 3 would be... Yeah, but the thing for me is, like with the first Spider-Man, is they spend so much time... Um, dealing with the other villains that by the time you found out who was really in charge, it was probably like an hour of the game left. Yeah, but by only having two villains, really it won't be as bad. <laughs> that's why. That's that's yeah. the reason why I wanted Mysterio if he's in it as a sidekick. Mm-hmm. Well, and also he's been in a movie now, so they have to use him. Got to use also character Jim people know. Character. <laughs> oh my. Go Jim Sterling. <laughs> go Jim. Uh, before we continue, Alfonso. oh go on. Yes, yeah. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go on, Alfonso. It's fine. I was just going to ask you, you're a big Spider-Man fan. I He's am. He's a boy. He is. Um, what do you think? Yeah, 2021. That's, that's, yes, I'm looking forward to it. I agree. And Carnage, them together, uh, 
I'd rather it be Venom first and then add Carnage later, maybe in DLC. Um, but yeah, these characters are fine. Um, in terms of characters I want, you know how they Taskmaster kind of follows Spider-Man with um, you know, his side quest, you know, his challenges. Instead of Taskmaster, put Craven. Out of Craven, the bad that would make you, know, you set these traps. Spider-Man maneuvered his traps in, and you know, Craven comes out of here to say, "Oh, I'm testing you." See, I, yeah, I read of that. But in the end, I won't. You already know, Shan is a bigger Spider-Man fan than me, so I have to wait. So, yeah. But still, I'm looking forward to it. Ed, you never played Spider-Man, huh? I didn't get a chance to. No. Um, heard a lot of great things. I still will play it someday. I just. I don't know. I got caught up in different games. Um, yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What were you going to say, Ben? I was going to say, Ed, did you watch that video? I did. So once again, Ben, this is all 8-bit graphics from the 90s era with ray tracing. I don't understand how it caused it to chug, because I didn't see any chugging. (laughs) It does look better. That was 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 the actual gameplay video that I saw. That was just like something I found of what it looks like. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, because right now it's I don't know, man. It it looks good. It looks good with the ray tracing, but it's yeah. just Minecraft. I mean, are we looking for high end graphics in there? I <laughs> thought you weren't, but apparently people want ray tracing in Minecraft. Okay. I believe path traced as well. Wow. It does look good. It does. It, the lighting looks phenomenal. Yay! <laughs> and it's a very clear depiction of note for promotional purposes only. So it might not be as good as they're showing it off right now. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was also going to add um, Square Enix released a statement saying that Final Fantasy VII Remake is not being delayed. It will release on April 10th, but you might not be able to get a copy. <laughs> yeah. um, this obviously is due to the coronavirus, and they may not be able to get you the copy as quickly as you're hoping to through shipping uh, from Amazon or even from the Square Enix store. Uh, for those who bought that $300 collector's edition, Ben. Like me. Them. <laughs> <laughs> um, unfortunately, yeah. So it's still going to come out the same day, but if you got a physical copy, don't expect to get it on day one for most. So uh, thankfully, we have digital, so you will still be able to pick up digital. I'm pretty sure uh, this is going to be a norm for a while now for a lot of games. Uh Score is just kind of the first one to acknowledge so Yeah, I'm probably going to pick up the digital collector edition to go with my because in the UK at least we're kind of screwed because of the fact that there's so many holidays around that time as well. It's not time for holidays, Ben. Holidays are canceled. No, I'm just saying that even if the <laughs> even there was no virus, uh, all the all the banks were uh, all the deliveries would be shut the um, 10th and the 13th here. There'll be no deliveries on the 10th and the 13th and the 12th is a Sunday, and there's no deliveries in the UK on a Sunday, so that would mean that it'd have to come on the 11th, otherwise it's not going to arrive until the week after. Sucky for you, man. That's without the virus being involved, so... Yeah. That's just UK. That sucks. Because it's Good yeah. Friday, bank holiday, and then Easter Monday, which is bank holiday. We don't actually have... Yeah, fun fact, Easter itself, not a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> the day's dedicated to Easter. Coming up to Easter holidays. Easter, not a holiday. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, I think that's all I got. That's me. Okay, so Done. digital. Uh, but yeah, we're all looking forward to Final Fantasy. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts, Alfonso? Um, this doesn't affect me because I bought my digital, so I'll be able to play it the day of. It sucks, yeah, it, it sucks for people who bought it physically, especially the collector's edition, because everybody, I know a lot of people pre-order that particular edition just, you know, because it's Final Fantasy. 
Me too. Um, it's it's hard. Well, it's not hard. It's, it's frustrating getting a whole bunch of texts calling me bastards that oh you get to play it first and I can't get my copy. It's not my fault, you know. But I mean, you can always buy digital. If I told them, I mean, I'll help you pay for it. If you want? So, oh, you can help me pay for it. I mean, if you want me to, Ben, I will. Yay. <laughs> so, because everyone, I everyone, I need I need a PS4 Pro to play it. Can you? Uh... Um, no. <laughs> no, let's <laughs> take it to the face, guy. I'm not buying it. <laughs> How? Even if I could buy your PS4, how? How you? How you should? How? Yeah, that's true. Buy seagulls. Seagulls. <laughs> it's a lot of seagulls. I don't think they're smart enough to, to fly long distances. <laughs> I mean, they're big enough. Have you seen Scarborough seagulls? They'll be able to carry easily. They're strong enough. Are they infected with the lichen virus? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, I think that's all the news. Yeah. This mom. This week, should we say, our games for the week were two games that are based on the Doom franchise because I was lazy and those were the first things that popped up. So we're going to go over Doom Eternal and Doom 64. And I should have wrote the scores down. I mean, I'm an idiot. I even did the research beforehand. But no, no, not me. I didn't write the scores, even though I gave everyone their points already. Oh my god. Okay, we're going to go with a game that I didn't think was actually going to get a score, but I wrote anyway, just because. And funny enough, the PS4 version's the only one that scored. So, um, yeah. Doom 64, uh, which is, I think, the first time Doom 64's been ported outside of the N64. Yep. Right? Yes. So, this is the first time you've actually had a chance to play this if you didn't have an N64. Um, which I did, but the games were too expensive. I didn't really have any games. Oh, it's free with pre-order it. like, with Doom Eternal. <laughs> Too bad you can't pre-order it anymore, Ben. No, but I didn't know that. That's cool. <laughs> um, anyway, Doom 64 got a 75 on the Metacritic. I've done this wrong, haven't I? Uh, so, Alfonso, you got it with 77. Gary, 80. So, Alfonso got a point. Doom Eternal was our other game. Uh, Gary, you scored 88. I scored 82. Uh, Alfonso scored 82. I scored 85. But Gary wins <laughs> with one point over. Because the score oh, was on. 87. So Gary wins by one point. If Gary it got wins. one point higher, one point lower, or one point higher by the game, you've got two points. I think you should just round it up. I, I did. That's <laughs> why you got a point. It not work like that. No, round it up doesn't give you two points, Gary. It's got, you've got to be on exactly. Um, so our games for this week are Vampire, Vampire Masquerade Something of New York. <laughs> uh, Gary. Uh, 72. Alfonso. 68. Why are you always so close to me? And you were close to me as well, because I wanted to go with 78. Should we? You know what? Bonus. Ed, do you want to join in for the week? And if you get it right, I'll give you double. I'll give you two points instead of one. And then uh, if you get it exactly, you'll get two. Po- you'll get four points. That way you can catch up without actually. Uh, it's called Thank Vampire you. Masquerade of New York. Oh, the uh, the one on no. Um, I'll give it a. 64. Okay. Remember, any score that Ed gets is doubled. Yes. Thank so. you. That's fine. Yeah. Gary might have a problem with that, but that's fine. <laughs> Gary supports me. Right, Gary? Yeah. I never have a problem with anything Ed does. Oh. Because okay. he might not be on for another few months, so this will give him yeah, a chance to... Emotionally or sexually, he can do whatever he wants to me. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Yeah, he was so <laughs> This is why we're Gary. friends. This is why we're friends. Oh, we're so close to a nice, safe podcast. No, Gary, had to mess it up. Sure, blame me. Yes, I am blaming you. You know what, Gar- Gary? We're gonna skip you for this for now. Alfonso, points for Paper Beast. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. 
Gonna put Gary oh. in the naughty chair for the minute. Alfonso, uh, paper beast. Um, I'm gonna go with seventy. I'm gonna go with eighty. Ed, paper beast. Sorry, what's paper beast? I don't even. I don't know either, so don't worry. Just okay. I'll just say um seventy-five. Okay, Gary. You whore. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, what's your score? Uh, seventy-six. <laughs> Nice. Hey, you talk about people being close. Okay. Hey, I like being the top. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so that's this week's episode done and dusted. Um, Alfonso, have you got any shout outs and how can they contact you? Uh, shout out to you, Ben. Shout out to you, Gary. Ed, it's been a pleasure talking to you for the first time. I hope to have you back on soon. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you. Thank you for all the technical discussions about the PS5. Long, but way more interesting than Mark. I actually fell asleep during that, that presentation. That thing was just boring <laughs> as fuck. Um, for everyone who helped me play video games, I want to thank y'all because I now have 10,000 trophies. Yay, me. Nice. And shout out to all the listeners. See you to follow them. Great. I want to follow me at AliShen7 on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. Terry, have you got a shout out? So now can they contact you? Oh, yeah. Shout out to you guys for having me on. Ed, thanks for joining us, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I love hearing your voice, man. Thank you <laughs> I for... I love hearing your guys'. <laughs> Thank you for the technical information about the PS5. I feel like I learned a little more about how powerful it is. Um, so yeah, shout out to the guys who aren't here. Um, shout out to the listeners, as always. Um, and you can reach me on Twitter at G-A-G-L-A-U-H. Hey, do you get any shout outs and how can I contact you? Uh, you can't contact me. Um, I like my privacy, but <laughs> <laughs> I think I said it on the last podcast. <laughs> Um, yeah, man. Shout out to you guys. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate this. I'm happy to come on and give my bit about the specs and how you should not be concerned. And um, right now, it's just marketing hype. Because honestly, if you look at it from a perspective of when the last generation's released, we don't even remember those specs anymore. Nobody really cares. Um, all you got to remember is, yes, they have a little more power in the hardware, but it's all about how they create the software that drives that power that matters. As they say, it's not how you. It's not the size that counts. It's how you. Use- God damn right, Ben. <laughs> uh, plus, nobody, ever, nobody is ever interested in the floppy. It's always the rest of the hard. You never want a floppy one. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for being thank on it. Seriously, it's always great chatting with you and always enjoy it. Thank you. For, I know you Appreciate listen to the man. podcast. I don't you, you do it regularly, but thank you for listening. Yeah, of course. And the people that are interested, you know, in this whole video game world, I tell them about it just to uh, get you guys some more fans. Well, thank you. Yeah, of uh, so thank you to everyone that listens because of Ed, and thank you for everyone that listens. Uh, you can contact me at mg underscore chili. With just, I've just submitted my next emote for our, uh, our Twitch channel at Twitch Radio. We reached 15 paid subscribers last month, so thank you to everyone that subscribed. Um, ooh, I just want to say thank you to everyone. Stay safe. Stay indoors. Hell, I mean, if you're in England, I just got an update during the podcast that McDonald's have closed down in so wow. make sure you all stay indoors because if McDonald's is closing down, that means it's serious, really serious. So stay indoors, stay warm, and be with your family. But be close, be far. Don't be completely close to your family. Just be socially distanced away from your family. But family, yeah. Make sure you call your, you know, your grandparents, parents. Just make sure they're all okay. You know, just stay, stay safe, please. Bye. Bye. <laughs>